What she say? 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 This is a whole new world for us. Is it? Yeah, we're outside. We're alfresco, podcasting alfresco. Apparently, that's a place in Italy. No, it's not a place in Italy. Alfresco means outdoors in Italian. So, like, when you're dining alfresco, you're outside. Right now, we're podcasting outside. Cameron got us these new microphones. Yeah, they're so good that they're picking up the guy three houses down sawing something. But the good news is that, like... I mean, you wanted to be outside because you were afraid you were going to wake up my kids, but now we're, like, in a botanical garden of, like, little hummingbirds and, like, landscaping. They're not even birds. They're, like, they're, like... (laughs) That's a really good impression. (laughs) I love that. Anyway, we got new microphones, so now people can stop complaining about our um, sound quality, and you can start complaining about our show quality. (laughs) I think that's what they deserve. What? To complain? Yeah. So, like, we're going to talk about a really, really difficult discussion um, today, a difficult a difficult topic, but we're going to make it fun. Okay, so... <laughs> you can't make it fun. She's like, I have a great topic for today, and I was like, what is it? And you're like, it's fertility. Infertility. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah, our listeners that love us talking about funny, goofy <laughs> topics are going to love to tune in for a topic about how we can't have children. Yeah, but, like, it's important because it's just something that, like, I went through that, like, the LGBT community kind of faces. Um, if they want to procreate, like I did. Procreation. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, not an easy topic, but it's an interesting topic. And, like we were kind of like we wanted to it's like we're outside you're like let's go outside there's people working there's the guy he lives there with the cool bus my across the street neighbors here's some context of what's going on okay she has a neighbor who across the street bought a short bus let their 16 year old kid buy a short school bus and he took this the um h out of school and the s and it just says cool bus 420 yeah it's a little badass it's so fucking stupid but it's parked across from my house it's like always out in the like street and then they spend like hours a day sawing to like make the cool bus a chill place to hang out it's the worst thing i've ever seen in my life yeah well there's a lot of it your husband hates it he wants to call like the city ordinance on him he really does hate it but it's not against the city ordinance unfortunately see you've already found out i knew it (laughs) well i'm just saying in general that he hates it Here's the problem with you today. Okay. You are very negative today. I'm, yeah. I know. What is it? Why are you so grouchy? The sun is is shining. I'm mad. Yeah. Because I'm working. <laughs> I know. You really are working. And I want more rewards from it. Right. Like, working is kind of a rewardless. Like, I mean, it's an internship is what I keep calling it for you. I don't make a lot. No. But you know what? It's a stepping stone to, like, bigger things. And the company offers a great benefit. Yeah. What benefit? Uh, free adoption. Free adoption. Well, re- adoption reimbursement. Like, they don't, like, run an adoption center. Yeah, that would be a little shade. Yeah. That's, like, very shady. They're like, we have these children from No, but Russia. when you were telling me about your benefits package, you were saying that that was part of it, that they had this adoption, um, like, uh, reimbursement. And that's kind of a big deal because um, 
we actually struggled, um, not you and I, but Adam and I struggled with infertility. Um, we got married and we were like, shortly after we got married, because we were together for 104 years before we got married, um, we were like, okay, let's like, you know, start a family here. And like, we kept trying. So anyway, we had this, um, you know, dream to start this family. And we just thought that, like, you know, you have sex and, like, maybe you'll get pregnant because I spent, you know, a lot of years avoiding getting pregnant. You know what I hate is when you ask a straight couple, you're like, so do you have any kids? And they're like, no, but we're trying. Because you're like, ew, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, wow. Well, they're like, ew. And let me, but, like, let me say that, like, when you're not getting pregnant, trying to have a baby is not fun i heard that from a lot of straight people they're like trying to have a a child like i i've seen from like movies and stuff people like are tracking their birth cycles or whatever yeah menstruals and like ovulation and like you have to like literally like menstruals and ovulation are like two words i never want to hear again i know but like the best thing about your life is that you really don't need to however you do want to have kids yeah like one potentially just one yeah yeah but i like you had said that you wanted to adopt like a five-year-old boy i do i really want you to adopt a girl and then you're gonna have to talk about menstrual but anyway so we like we were trying to have a baby and then like it just wasn't happening and i was like dude like there's something wrong here so we got how long did you like try before i realized that something was wrong you're supposed to try for a full year and oh. I was like, I really don't have the fucking time for that like, <laughs> at all. So we tried for six months and we found out that we were in fact infertile. And the doctor um, and a reproductive endocrinologist told us that in order to have a biological child, it would be like shooting a golf ball to the moon. That's oh. our chances of getting pregnant naturally. So he could just say zero yeah but it was really like um i think we needed that like adam needed that illustration to understand like right. this shit was not gonna happen um so we had to make a decision that like either we were gonna do ivf adopt or What's ivf ivf is in vitro fertilization so basically they would take my eggs they like mm-hmm. harvest my eggs this is actually a really disgusting process that i'm gonna tell about a little bit did you have like a vaginal umbrella no what the fuck is a vaginal umbrella what are you talking about i don't know like when i think about them harvesting eggs i just imagine them like spreading open and then like grabbing them with their hands or something oh like they're in like like fisting me to like get like eggs like to harvest (laughs) no it wasn't like that you nitty it was like honestly Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll explain the whole process. You want to vomit? <laughs> I'm going to fucking bomb. I know, you're going to really bomb. Okay, so basically, um, there's, like, the IUI, which we we weren't going to be able to do IUI because, like, our infertility was, like, too extensive. IUI is basically a sperm wash that they, like, get, like, vials of sperm and just, like, shoot it up your vagina. Wow. Yeah, like, um, you know how, like, the baster, like, there's that, like, frozen baster where guys, like, insert, like, frozen cum into, like, bottoms' asses? Wow, okay, here we go again. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? If somebody didn't have context to our life, they feel like, wow, she really just went off the rails there. But do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, I know. Like, they're, like, drop another load and they, like, get yeah, the syringe. Yeah, I know what you're talking and... about. I'm pretty sure every, like, mother in the world is, like... Okay, but this is, <laughs> this is, just, a, this is just a little kinky-winky that some of the gay community has. Okay. Um, 
I wonder if women no I don't but IUI I guess for women it's called IUI and they try to shoot that and like they wash the like ovaries and the eggs with sperm and hope that you get pregnant like kind of naturally in the sense that they have to fertilize but IVF is basically they shoot you full of hamster piss hormones they're hamster hormones wow yeah so I had hamster. Why a hamster I don't know weird i don't even ask questions they were like we're gonna shoot you up literally with thousands of dollars of drugs in your ass every day like on like it had to be in my ass muscles and i was like yeah all right but i looked into one of them it's like menopure or something like it's literally like a hormone from a, a hamster love that wow. yeah so i'm like you're acting a bit squirrely i was squirrely <laughs> i got a nut um <laughs> so um i so we went through that and like the thing is is that i don't want to get too far into my ocd but i wasn't allowed to be on like my medication and i have really really bad ocd so not um taking my medication and i was teaching middle school at the time i was paranoid that i would get a fever because i was like growing all of these eggs and if you get a fever it can like ruin the eggs and i'm literally daily shooting like fifteen hundred dollars in my ass wow so like that's that's like literally mortgage payments going into my flash like, like every day saying sh- i've been shooting fifteen hundred dollars into my ass just sounds like you have a really bad heroin addiction <laughs> but that's kind of what it's like <laughs> yeah okay so we go through it the first time they're shooting all this stuff and like i happen to like have very fertile ovaries yeah so um i was producing a lot of eggs and by the time they took out the eggs okay and there were like i think i had like 18 mm-hmm. um so they take out the eggs and then they have like my husband's sperm and they take the sperm in a petri dish and literally inject the sperm into the egg wow that's like a serious like it's wild okay so this is called ivf with ICSI. it's like the most extensive ivf that you can get except this is going to make you really squeamish a lot some guys can't come like they can come but like there's not sperm in their ejaculation this was not our case but there's no sperm even if it looks like they're like literally like shooting load after load it's just like there's no like sperm it's just like ejaculate okay they have to go into their ball sack and scrape it for little sperms wow yeah <laughs> wow yeah that's wild okay so anyway they have the sperm adam just had to go into a room and like he said they had really bad 80s porn really yeah it was all bushtastic. But, like, okay, my I'm mom kind of was over there. This topic. <laughs> no, no, wait, listen. My mom was there. Okay. And Adam had to, like, go in the other room. And he was like, I'll be right back. Uh, did he have to come out with, like, a clear dish, too? No, they kept it back there. But, like, you know how you give, like, a piss sample? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, we go through it, and I end up getting this OHSS. <laughs> literally nauseous wait it gets so much worse so ohss <laughs> is ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome Gross. Wait, i blew up with fluid what kind of fluid body fluid what kind? i don't know just like water from the inside like my ovaries blew up like solar system planets water by yeah the way. Uh, that's it but like wait I'm telling you, it was like, I looked six months pregnant and I had like, it was so gross. I hated it. So they couldn't do a transfer. Okay. I had to wait. They had to freeze the embryos. We had nine embryos frozen. That's nine little humans sitting in Petri dishes in a freezer. 
not a no they go into straws like literally <laughs> baby straws mm, <laughs> do you ever have orbits no it's like a water that had like these weird jelly things floating in it no that's what it reminds me of those little jelly things are babies <laughs> okay wait this gets good so how did how did it wait, come down to two wait listen so then we go through they transfer one of these embryos this is after a few months it doesn't work right i didn't have a it just like didn't work so like i'm like at this point i'm like wow i'm never having kids okay you have eight more left yeah okay so wait i'm never having kids i'm like really depressed about it because i'm like i want to have kids and like this is all of a sudden being like really difficult that was ten thousand dollars that that um process okay and then every transfer after that is like five thousand dollars wow plus the medication okay so we're in deep and i'm like wow like i'm not gonna have kids so we do the second transfer and the doctor's like well the first one it was a perfect embryo and it didn't work and i'm like "Uh uh-huh he's like we have to try something different wait till you hear this he offered me a discount that usually uterine scratches are (laughs) (laughs) for (laughs) i just imagine like a uterine scratch and a a coupon book wait (laughs) they usually run you four hundred dollars a scratch but he gave me a he gave me a bo- yeah he gave me a bonus he gave me a it was three hundred dollars a scratch so nine hundred dollars I had to go three times for a uterine disruption where he literally got fucking claws on his fingers like he was Edward Scissorhands shoved his hand up there and started scratching my uterus so that the embryo had more places to like adhere. <laughs> <laughs> and that worked. That worked. They put two in. Oh, so they were like, let's try two this time? Yeah, because we were like, yo, we got to maximize the amount of money that we're spending here. So let's shove a few more babies in there and like try to let them go make them. And they both worked. They both worked. Oh, God. Yeah. So that's like my kids. Yeah. That because I was shredded like Freddy Krueger, they stuck. Wow. But, uh, like, I'm laughing about it now, but it really wasn't fucking funny at the time. I was like, I was like, can I be, like, how high can I be when I do it? They're like, well, we can't give you anything here. I was like, are you kidding? You're going to, like, shred up my... <laughs> they were like, you can't get anything here, but you can come here. Oh, yeah, up. I came fucked up. I, like, took two Valium and, like, some, low, <laughs> like, Motrin or something, and I was like, ah. And I, I remember that when he was, like, scratching it, the doctor was like, motherfucker! And I was like, it's okay if I curse. <laughs> like, when he was done, he was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, everybody curses when we do what we're doing so basically long story short it wasn't an easy path to I don't have know ch- how i'm gonna sleep tonight <laughs> just think of my uterus being shredded by a, a freddy krueger like the nails from lady gaga and american horror Story. yes right that's literally what was up my vagina <laughs> okay but here's here's the importance of this topic i'm okay? waiting well i'm just saying that like it's a little bit easier, I think, that in the LGBT community for a lesbian couple to have children um, if they use a donor, like donor yeah. sperm, because they just, you know, it's basically what I was talking about, the frozen, like, sperm, that they can have it shot up there and, like, you know, get, that it's less invasive. Here's my thing, But though. for you, but it's going to be expensive. I don't think it is easier because... For lesbians. Well, like, physically, yeah. But I, I'm i super against, personally, like, 
conceiving a child with a couple where it can only be biologically related to one person right you that like is yeah don't you can say whatever you want say that you love each other say that it's a mutual thing you guys both parents but if you get divorced who's winning well i mean you think that the person who's biologically connected but like there's a lot that goes into raising a kid okay you're like five whatever the fuck i understand but you know what i mean it's just I don't I don't like that I don't personally like the idea of it. It works for some people, doesn't work for me. So if I had the choice, I'd rather have it be neither. So it's a mutual kind of relationship from both parents. Okay, but here's my but like, what if you like did something and you like purchased eggs, or had a surrogate? Okay, it would and still be one person. No, listen. Then you 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 shoot the sperm in. You can do both sperm. Oh, you want to do a little tornado? Because <laughs> yes. let me tell you, I would know. No, you wouldn't because you like boys that look exactly like you. I would know. No, you wouldn't. Oh, and then you, you're, you're spending your whole life guessing. Oh, I wonder whose it is. And then you, you have like your in-laws they're like oh well they have john's nose or okay whatever. you're okay so Come like on. wow you've really already thought this out pretty extensively okay but i get it but like you would kind of know what the blood type too yeah so like when they're born and their blood type okay so you don't want to do this sperm tornado right but i'm actually thinking that it's i'm gonna write jizz a koozie actually jizz koozie yeah. i'm gonna write a scene about this wow yeah coming soon jizz koozie it's like bukkake but contained Ew, petri dish yeah legit a petri dish okay so you would want to adopt because you wouldn't want it to be biologically either of yours well why wouldn't you just want it to be biologically yours because like i don't want to be a single dad no but okay so you're married yeah and you can choose the two of you who would no see if it wasn't biologically mine i would feel like a little bit out of the loop and then if it was biologically mine i would feel a little bit guilty Oh, you would feel guilty. But yeah. what if your partner, it wasn't like, what if your partner like had some sort of like family history or something and didn't want to pass down their genes anyway? Well, then why am I dating somebody with bad genes in the first place? Okay, but I'm not, but there's not just bad genes, but there's like a lot of stuff that you just like don't know. Exactly. That's why we just adopt. Okay. But okay. So if you're adopting, that's okay. Great. Because you get the reimbursement. Um, and like a lot of kids need homes. Yeah. But you wouldn't so, want to adopt a five year old. I don't know. I, I, kids' personalities, a lot of them are like formed in the first five so years. It's, there's about three different ways that you can adopt. Okay. Um, you could do uh, private adoption, mm. um, which most of the time that is where you pay an agency an exorbitant amount of money to match you with somebody else who's also paying an agency a reserved amount of money to take their kid no they don't pay well whatever and match them together i'm sure there's some type of scam going on okay yeah and then they try to match you with people who are about to have child children that they don't want yeah okay it's it's a racket or they can't raise right yeah they can't raise for whatever reasons so you could do that you can give them 40 50 100 grand depending on you can get designer babies, all that kind of stuff. Or you can find, like, you know, a private adoption where you know the couple and you just arrange some type of deal with them. Or you can go through the foster system, which is brutal. Yeah, or it's the foster system. That's what, or you could do international adoption. Yeah. 
which I, when we were actually thinking about international adoption, I was very into adoption from China. It was like a seven year waiting list. um, And I was actually like really considering getting on the list because I, I'm, I don't know how to say this, so it doesn't make me sound like an asshole, but I didn't really want um, a birth parent knocking on the door of my house. Yeah, absolutely. I was, it would worry me, you know? Um, And there's, we have like a lot of quandaries as well when we're thinking of like RIVF that we have these frozen embryos now. And you have the option to do three things with these frozen embryos. You can destroy them, which I'm like, wow. Like I'm pro-choice, like, wow. Like I'm personhood like i'm not like um attached i don't think to the embryos at this point um, are they still around oh yeah they're frozen they're still How around long can they survive um indefinite like like literally somebody transferred an 18 year old embryo oh like so like i could in like 10 years i could transfer them wow i wouldn't but i could like um and because you don't need the eggs like it's already a uh like potential so it it is a being of like you and your husband Uh uh-huh that's frozen in a straw down on like princess what would you ever do with it well this is the problem okay so you have they you have this like huge package are you paying them like a maintenance fee yeah Mm -hmm. god you wait you have this huge package um or this huge packet of information that where you have to like sign off and it's it's like the most fucked up things you've ever thought about okay but it's like okay so do you want to destroy them Right. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to destroy them. That feels weird, right? I mean, like, I'm not, like, def- I'm not emotionally attached to them. But I do think of, like, my children were in those straws, too. Like, it's weird. And then, um, or... So you're going to go have six more kids? Wait, no. Okay. Okay. I only have three left. Oh. So I think I was wrong with my numbers. I think I had six. Because I had the one that didn't work. Yeah. Oh, I had nine. Three didn't make it past, like, a few days. And then I had the one that didn't work, two that I transferred, that I have twins, and now I have three extras. Okay. Um, so I can either destroy them, I can donate them to science, where they don't actually, um, they won't bring them to life. Yeah. But they can um, try different um, things that might be helpful for people that are going through IVF in the future. Okay. Um, or I can donate them. To a, like a... A couple. So a lot of people are doing, instead of doing traditional adoption, where you adopt a human that's already alive, yeah. you are, they would go through the preparation for a frozen embryo transfer, which is what I did um, after my harvesting. Um, and they would then insert. So it would be a child of you and your husband just raised in another woman yeah and you a lot and like how does that make you feel to me it's the biggest gift that you could do to somebody like i think about like gay couples that might want to have like a gorgeous child like my children are you know what i mean and i'm like you feel like i mean that's your child well here's the problem okay my um my endocrinologist my fertility doctor said to me you gotta you gotta donate them to science okay and i was like well what about like if my my um husband's brother you know want, uh, has infertility or something and wants like the embryos or and he said you don't want to do that he no. said because you're going to look at him raising this kid that you know is biologically your kid right 
And like, what if you don't agree with something and you're like, well, that's my flesh and blood. You know, right. you start to, it fucks you up, he told me. Like, and then he said, what if the kid becomes the president of the United States? You're like, there's my nephew. You're like, no, that's my fucking brain in there. Right. You know what I mean? But then he said, what if it becomes a serial killer? And then your brother-in-law. Wow, they really lead they, you down a path. Oh, yeah. Then he goes, what if they become a serial killer? And then your brother-in-law will be like, yo, YouTube made this fucking crazy child. Like. You know, then there's another thing. Okay. If we donated to a couple that we don't know, the laws are not great yet in the sense that, like, we could choose to, it could be private adoption where a closed adoption where they wouldn't know necessarily where the embryo, like, came from 100%. Right. But my kids would have siblings out there in some sense that, like, what if they had, like, they needed a kidney transfer, a bone marrow. Yeah, that's the shit you see on Grey's Anatomy. I know. This is like speaking of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. That's how like that's how my probably my adoption process would go. I don't know if I would like international adoption. I might. My I dated a guy from Russia. That didn't end well. Well, that's a one off. There's lots of it's little not a one off out there. Okay, go on. He said he didn't remember the orphanage there. Well, it's but that's the thing is like, and I'm not trying to talk. But I'm like, if you're listening to me and you've been adopted from Russia, I'm sure that you're a warm and lovely human being. But um, it's been historically the um, Russian orphanages haven't been the best place for kids to be growing up, and they might not remember it, but the biggest um, yeah. you know formation of their brain, the most yeah. I- important but time is during that time. You have to also remember that like. Um, a lot of people donate their kids to the Russian orphanages because, like, they get paid to. So a lot of people, like, have babies just to give them to, like, the government. Right, so that they can give them to, like, Americans. Yeah. Are we open with Russia anymore? I don't know if we're open with Russia. I'm not sure. Because I'm not I, to date on, I I'm not either, but because I, I but, remember there was something about a woman sending her Russian um, adoption if you're getting a child from the u.s there's a lot a lot a lot of trauma because most of the time like they do not go in at infantry no well yeah they're uh, the foster system's tough a lot of times they go in around like five six seven when they start going into public school and then people notice the behaviors that aren't well like that's when kids so i think trauma really carries over in any type of adoption that's not an infant it's really difficult yeah i read a lot of blogs they said that like that's the most difficult process of and then you're like i don't know like i've had this kid for three years and like they've been treated so well why do they still like have Have episodes and it like follows them of course yeah it's it's the brain so but this is why this embryo adoption is really really like building steam because you're literally then it's an embryo yeah and you carry it if you're a woman um or you hire a surrogate or i guess that's a gestational carrier at that point but um it's it's kind of like you know that like you would like give birth to the baby if you're a woman like if you're the woman who's gonna right. like be the mother there's something that like connects you in that sense that you're like yo i had to push that kid out like that's right. pretty like intense um but there's just a lot of different options but it's really interesting to me how seldom they're discussed mm-hmm um, I think that there's been um, the more time that I've spent, especially in the gay community, um, I haven't been around a lot of people who have, I think it might just be because I'm in the porn world, but I haven't been around a lot of people who have adopted. Oh, I have. 
outside of the porn world. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I worked in social work and all those kind of things. But, like, a lot of... Um, I mean, gay couples. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's a few that adopt, like... Should we wait? Yeah, we're just waiting. It's a fire truck. What number are we at? 28. Okay. Can they hurry up and burn their house down? <laughs> Can you just burn? It's probably an old person who fell. I think somebody died. No. In our hotel. Maybe. In our hotel. They were running with defibrillators. That's so crazy. So I'm pretty sure, like, they weren't gonna... They weren't gonna when be... you know that it's some random person using a defibrillator, it ain't looking good for they you. They said that the front desk has to be the first person. Yeah, that's a no. So they have a bunch of, like, paramedic equipment back there. And, like, Andy, the guy that I interviewed with, was running with, like, the... You're not, like, train... Like, what are they, EMTs in the no, front desk? No, they do train you. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. How many are there? Are they going over to April's or something? Like, I hope not? not. Ape, are you okay over there? Ape shit. Okay, I think we're good. I don't. It's on Shay. Okay, great. I forgot what we were talking about. Um... We were talking about uh, gay couples um, adopting, that they, you've been around a lot of people who have adopted. Oh, working in social work, like, there was a lot of couples that were older and have been through that. A few of them were, like, foster parents for a long time, and then that kind of fucked them up because, like, they had all these kids that grew up. And, well, and like, it, like, take, like you become attached, and then, like... Takes a lot out of you. But, and also, a lot of times they do um, return kids to bad situations. Like, you know that the kids, like going back to, like, a bad situation. Yeah. And, like, you've loved them and raised them now for, like, years, and then they're right. just gone. I don't know if I could take it. I don't know. But I think that it's just something that a lot of times I think that, like, young gay men, um, I think it's changing now a little bit more where they realize that there are more options for them to build families in the future. Right. But it's just kind of, like... Um, I think it's there's not enough education out there. Yeah, and you know, and like, access. I'm talking. About, I'm thinking about like all my gay friends my age, and like nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about like, um, even like finding a spouse long term or like having a family. It's all just like so in the now, so in like the grinder, the, you know. And what do you attribute that to? Um, I don't know. I don't think gay people Youth? have really got a chance to experience that like long term kind of thing. I mean, if you think. Right around when gay people were starting to gain um, a voice is around, like, probably the 60s, 70s. And then right after that, they were just hit with, like, an awful disease for around 20 years. Right, which is still, like... And that's why I think that, like, there's, like, the, you know, um, HIV and AIDS epidemic kind of um, caused a lot of people to have the mindset, like, we're here now. Yeah. Let's live our life to the fullest. Yeah. And I think now that things are kind of um, more tame than they have in the past, it's like, okay, well, now I think now people that, you know, are two men or two women or two whatever, you know, they're thinking that I can't have kids. Like, oh, you know, what are my options? Right. And, and like, these people are leading more, like, societally more normal lives you know so they want to they want to have the white picket fence and they want to have the family and things like that right and but the thing is is that it's not necessarily attainable because of the costs and that's like a different 
a different issue all on its own that like it's very 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 difficult to um you know as far as adoption it's expensive fertility treatment's expensive like it's just not attainable goals for people because we don't have services that like care and care to and that. what's crazy is that like there's so many kids out there uh, in that need. need a place to go right but it's like there's so much bureaucracy and red tape that it's not right um there's actually something that are we ready to squirt soon maybe but like a no. lot of other countries have great adoption systems but um because they have great adoption systems they don't allow oh, international yeah. people to adopt like israel yeah mm-hmm. so yeah there's a lot of places um mexico actually closed adoption to the united states yeah um and like a lot of south american countries france spain right and it's interesting because a lot of the countries that have much better health care than we do like universal health care where people have more access right they have really really good adoption um and public service uh programs that we don't have here so where should we move to i don't know monaco you think so oh yeah that's like where adam and i like have talked like we just want to like go live in the south of france i like that yeah i don't know they're kind of fucked up over there right now oh well yeah they're fucked up everywhere People are fucked up everywhere. Should we just stay here and hide? No, it's not the place to be. I'm telling you. No, I mean, we should stay here. Do you know who's got it together? Who? Canada. Yeah. Canada, our neighbors to the north. And I think we look really cute in winter clothes. So cute. So cute. Did you see us in New York? Yeah. I was there. Olivia Poping. Yeah. I was poping it out. You were really, you were, you had a whole scandal with your, um, your coats. Oh, it was great. So should we go to Toronto? No, they wasn't great. The scandal. They came out fine. Should I know. we go to Toronto or what? No, I want to go to Montreal. Oh, okay. Um, And then I want to go to Quebec, but I heard because I can't speak French that I would not like really get it on well in Quebec. No. Um, I'm not opposed to Toronto, though, because I love Drake. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe we're moving to Canada. That's the end of this podcast. No, <laughs> see you guys. See you on the other side. The great white north. Well, I want to get into our squirt alert. Well, I wanted to tell you about the squirt alert, but I have to double check something um, on it because I am my brother-in-law is actually a research scientist. He's a, um, a biologist, a cell biologist, and he told me that there was just a breakthrough um, with HIV. Did you hear about this? Oh, I did hear about this. Yeah. Are we talking about the partner study? That they eradicated the virus. Well, I wouldn't go that far. No, but that's what he was telling me. Well, he said that this will be the end of HIV. Well, he's going a little far. He's he, basically confirming what we already knew the whole time. So uh, in 1994, they came out with the cocktail pill, which is yeah. now we know as like Truvada. Um, and they were like, this might work, you know, as, as in preventing HIV and um, stopping this transmission of HIV for people who are already infected. And they started administering it and they had a lot of different gay men have sex um imagine participating in that research yeah they were like oh it's like a 700 men please have sex like a thousand times in a year and they're like yes <laughs> um, this then, is the type of science and i they love recorded one man had no hiv and the other one had hiv right we're outside in nature um so it came out that 94 percent of people didn't transmit right 
I'm, I'm going to fucking kill myself right now. There's a fly everywhere. <laughs> well, where did you think we were? We're outside. We're outside. We're in the tundra. We're not the tundra, but we're outside in the wilderness. Um, so that basically means you have a 6% chance of getting HIV if the person that you're sleeping with is a medicated positive man. So that was scary thought. I remember, to, you know, we were talking about that. Yeah, well, I think we had a conversation about this. But he, he told me something that was a lot more positive than that. Well, they redid it. They right. redid it just recently. Um, and it was an ongoing study. And they confirmed that 100% of people did not get transmission of the disease. Which is amazing. Right. Um, but I know that some people are not um, proponents for PrEP. Right. So I worked for the AIDS Foundation... Right. I'll give them the plug because, you know, I'll call it's them out on this. But they, it's a good thing, right? No. Oh, they, fuck them um, then. They <laughs> ran awareness and things like that for um, HIV, but they were heavily against recommending PrEP for people. Why? Um, they were an older group of men, okay. and they believed that if we give this drug out to people, it'll lead to more um, unsafe sex. Well, it's and not... And it will lead to, like, syphilis infections, gonorrhea infections. And I'm like... You know what those have? Cures. Well, yeah, but they're becoming more resistant. Yeah, they are. So, I mean, it's not like, I shouldn't, you know. But you know what already is resistant? HIV. I know, but but it's, there has to be, and like, it's the education of it, where it's sort of like, you still need to have safe sex. It's like, we we tried to educate people to have safe sex for decades. And you know what never happens? That. Yeah. So, like, use what works. Right. No, I agree. And, like, they still, you know, maybe they start putting more research into syphilis. Right. And gonorrhea. Right. Because it's a matter of you understand that, like, syphilis has very bad consequences if it's left untreated. Yeah. But... I mean, it's a long, basically it's, everything does. I know, but it's a long... I know, I thought I was going to have strep and I was going to have heart failure. I right. mean, like, if I left it untreated. But um, basically, if you look at it, that if the whole, like, lifestyle or the whole lifespan of a syphilis disease, you don't start to deteriorate into, like, way further yeah. into the disease. Like Al Capone, like, he very right. famously died of syphilis. Very true. So I think that there's there's positives, obviously, um, but I, it's hard to see a negative with Pratt, Truvada. But I told my brother-in-law, I said, but a lot of people have told me that it like you, it hasn't been studied for long enough and that it could have potentially caused liver damage. And yes. blah, blah, blah. He said all medication will wreak havoc on your liver eventually. Yeah. Because your liver has to process all of that and that's just not something that the liver can you know deal with on a long-term level but it's not any more poisonous to your system than any other drug that you could be on right um so he said that that wasn't really the case then he said that the only way that things get past the fda um is after extensive studies oh yeah so he said that it's not just like you don't you think of you know prepping out for 20 years but it's been for like 40 Right. Well, but the problem with that, and it's something very interesting is coming along, is that um, I think it's owned by Gilligan. Um, I'm probably butchering that, but it's a private company. Well, we of know course it private is. Private drug companies here. The reason why prep really isn't very widespread is because it's about twelve hundred to two thousand dollars a month. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. It's around 
average price is probably around $1,500 a month. Wow. So you have to have very good health insurance to be able to afford it. Well, and plus they probably think of it as like um, an unnecessary drug. Like a luxury, yeah. Like um, where you, well, that's why. And the yeah. FDA is forcing them to go generic in the next uh, year and a half. Well, that's a game changer. So I, I personally think that the drug should be handed out like birth control. It, that's why I was, I'm shocked that Planned Parenthood doesn't And I think like every doctor, every um, pediatrician should be knowing about it so that when a 14, 15-year-old, you know, someone's son says that they're interested in men, it, the drug is recommended to them. Well, I 100% believe well, that. Well, look at the HPV vaccine and yeah. like... And if you, t- if you talk to a lot of older gay men, they will chastise you for making that statement. Really, because they because they think that it will just it, like it's the same concept of like um, very religious people thinking that if you give a girl birth control, she'll she'll go become up. more promiscuous. Yeah, which I think has been proven to not be the case. Right. Like for but and it also when it comes to being able to do something like scientists work right mm-hmm. to have these discoveries to eradicate diseases or whatever they're trying to do right. and for them to to make these discoveries and then it becomes unattainable for people it's like that um i forget what they called him he had some kind of name that he was marking the pills up the pills were like oh yeah mark 12- mark something yeah the pills were like 12 dollars to make and he was marking them up to like 900 dollars a pill yeah. i mean but that's what big farm does like right. that's like what it is like it's a matter of making money um but you look at it and you're sort of like how do you have the capability to harness this, um, you know, epidemic and like to to basically stop it in its tracks? Right. But you're pricing people out of it. Right. And like a lot of times, it's the um, lower income um, communities that end up being um, the most uh, affected by. I'm not talking about HIV, but I'm talking about. Um, because there's a lack of health care available to them, they become more affected by these, um, these uh, what would you call it, infections or right. anything. Because oh, they completely. just like, and they just don't have the access. I just can't stop <sighs> thinking about how chastised people in the community will be chastised by these older, I wouldn't say always older, but it's majority older generation of LGBT. It's a mindset. And I just don't get it. I think it's the most disgusting thing to to say that, oh, you know, if you try to prevent yourself from getting this life-threatening disease, then you're going to be a whore. Right. So what? And you're like, well, I might already be one. Yeah. Can I not get a disease? You know what I mean? Like, and it's not, that's the problem is that it's it's not about promiscuity right like there's people that are not promiscuous that contract hiv because they have sex with someone who has hiv (laughs) like it's you know maybe not um protected it's a matter of um giving people the tools that they need to keep themselves safe and like the thing is you can live a very full long life with hiv now right but it's expensive very you know the medication is expensive and your whole life you will always struggle with keeping your immune system in check your skin won't heal as well you'll not look as youthful your body will take even more tolls because you're really at that point taking a lot of medication to keep yourself together right and it's going to be a really hard toll in your life so why not prevent it try to prevent it yeah and um that's really hopeful about the generic um do you know what i think and this is something that i was actually very surprised about i'm really surprised that um, porn studios don't provide 
prep for an opportunity to have prep for their um it's too expensive yeah for their models yeah it's too expensive do you think that when it's generic they will maybe maybe because that to me seems like um a priority i guess especially if you're bare yeah you'd be surprised well no i wouldn't well, I mean, a lot of people in the gay porn industry try to get away with, like, the bare minimum. Right, but but that's why I'm saying that, I don't know. I just think that, like, I would be taking, you know, it's a matter of, like, and women can take prep, too, obviously. But, oh, yeah. like, I But I think that anything that I would have the opportunity to take to pr- to protect myself, I would try to do. But, it, but that would be unaffordable. That's a mortgage payment. Oh, yeah. That would be unaffordable. That's, like, I think more than a lot of people's mortgages. That's what I'm saying. Right. So I'm just sort of like, it just, and I'm like a paranoid lunatic Mm -hmm. about all things. And like, I would be like, yeah, I just can't like do it. So, and, but, but that's why I'm, especially people who, um, will put them, you know, themselves like, uh, that's why testing is important. Um, but. Wow. We had such a little wholesome episode. Do you feel like this was wholesome? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I did talk about frozen cum dumps. Oh. Yeah. Rather not get into that. Oh, you're not into that. No. I didn't think you were. <laughs> um, are we ready for my BFF set? I think so. Okay. Um, why don't you talk about my new hobby? You have a new hobby? Yeah, with your phone. Oh my god. So my BFF said can you download Tinder onto my phone? And I was like, sure. No, because, like, you had to, like, leave my house, and I was like, I'm still swiping. She is obsessed with using my Tinder, um, so I went ahead and downloaded the app and signed into my account on her phone. So that so I could swipey. In the comfort of her own home, without me around, she can be finding me a man. <laughs> I love it. And... Wait, but how many cute boys did I find you today? I was actually really quick. Like, I, w- I went on and <laughs> looked at the log of your conversations with all of these I people. feel that's invasive. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's really invasive to be a cat with. Like, I'm trying to have, like, a little flirt, you know, with a boy being you. And, like, I just don't want you to look at it. How does it feel being a catfish? It feels good. Do you feel like you have a little secret? No, because I don't care like that. You have to understand, like, I'm doing this strictly, like, and it's not like I'm ever, like, yo, show me what you're working with right. or anything. Like, I'm no, really just, like, I literally looked at the conversation. You're like, what is your sign? I did ask what their sign was, you know? But, like, no, I don't feel guilty because, like, I'm really giving them the opportunity to talk to you. Yeah. Like, we're signing dates. Do we you have think a date. If, do you think if it ever comes... We have a date. <laughs> you, you really did set up a date for me. I know, but I'm annoyed because he's like, okay, let's snap. And okay. I'm like, wow, I can't now get on Now this there. is around, I have a question. Do you think if I ever date one of the people who you met for me, you're going to ever tell them? Oh, yeah, I'll tell them on, like, your second date. What do you mean? Will I ever tell them? Of course I will. I feel like, yeah, I remember the, like, the first five conversations like- you had with Cameron that was me I'd be like that was me no I actually think that like with the I don't I think I'm the opener like I think that once you start to like like this kid that you're talking to right now right Right. um it like kind of went to like snap and then like you're talking like I won't like get involved with that like we already have a date set like I'm out of it now okay like I'm not trying to like I don't need to like keep the conversation going like I'm just trying to set you up with like a little date night so like we have a date on Thursday we have a date 
I will be going, but. Oh, you could like sit in like a booth in the corner and like, with, like, my, like sunglasses. Glasses. Yeah, I'd be like, no, but like April will come with me. She will come with me. You guys that. should actually. I wouldn't That'd be really so mind. Funny. No, I know you wouldn't mind, but I would mind. Like he's really cute and he's, you know, going to be moving down here full time soon and whatever. And like, I just kind of want you to have a good experience being out here because you moved here and I wanted to just feel like you said the other day, like that it's starting to feel like your like real life. Yeah. And like you're, it's a full life. You have work and you have friends out here that you met and, you know, it's just a happy life. So I'm trying to like add to that a little bit oh, by just finding you cute so boys. Wholesome of you. <laughs> well, it's true. I'm doing it by finding them on. Well, then I asked if I could have a grinder and you're like, no, you cannot have a grinder because I guess it's a cesspool. I mean, you can, but like, really, you're not going to like, I think you'll be over pretty quickly. I think that I don't want to see dick pics. Yeah. So that's it. Right. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm over it before I got into it. You'd have to like learn a whole new terminology too. Oh, really? Like what? I don't know. Well, like, yes, you do. That's why you just said it. What do you mean? If somebody would be like into like, and you. Oh, I'd be like, I'm a verse top. Sure. Wow. You got the whole thing down. <laughs> what are you? I don't know. There's a, there's a few different, there's a few different words that I would have to teach you for your grinder lingo. What team are you on? What team? Yeah, isn't like there a team? No, what tribe? What tribe? Oh, tribe! Wow, you know of a tribe? Yeah. Um, I guess I would have to be considered twink. Yeah, you don't put athletic. Oh, I guess that's a tribe. I, no, no, I, that's not a tribe. That's a build. Oh, so what would be like a tribe? Like twink, jock, otter. Yeah. You're not an otter. Do you know what an otter is? Yeah. It's like a hairy, skinny man. I know, but you're not hairy. Yeah. I know what a bear is. Good. I think I'm married to one. You are. Yeah. Um, so. What would I be? A twink? You would be trans. Probably. No, shut up. I don't mean that. I mean like, <laughs> but like if I were a man. Oh, I don't know what you would look like as a man. I tried the Snapchat filter and it was like wild. <laughs> <laughs> you was like. No, accurate. if I were, if I went on there now, like obviously, like, but I was like. <laughs> trans then i would be trans but i'm talking about if i was like you know a gay man i don't know i don't know what you you feel is your tribe you have to find your tribe think about your tribe and get back to me so what is mine what is what did i say i don't know i didn't look at your grinder no bff said oh no we're not done this conversation i think it's really funny that you think we're done okay so um what kind of terminology would i need to know I don't know. I, I know everything. I write porn. Of, yeah, it kind of seems like you know it all. Yes, thank you for noticing. I'm really annoyed that it doesn't have signs on there, though. No dating What kind of racket is that? For gay guys, has astrological signs. How are you supposed to know if you're even at all compatible? It might be really surprising for you, but not everyone is, like, aware of signs and what they all need you know what um i feel bad for them um but the reason why this came up with this cut with this guy that i said what's your sign yeah is because he said like he was kind of like teasing and like said something along the lines like oh my god i can't believe you did that and i said like jk like for you because i feel like you would say jk and um i was like you're sensitive what's your sign and you know what he said a pisces he is sensitive Mm -hmm. you're gonna wreck him Wow, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. So, is that your tribe? The wrecking ball? Wow. <laughs> no, that's like what I call my dick. 
I thought we were being wholesome today. Me too. What, it should be wrecking balls. Oh, wait. I have to ask you questions about the other podcast that we did as well. Hmm. Yeah. I think that we should start taking more questions, too. We so. now have our new microphone, so we're going to have a guest on um, our next episode. We're going to have a guest on. I think April will come here and talk about what fucking liars we are. <laughs> we're fucking liars. She's like, she wanted to, she came to like a meal with us the other day. Well, you came to a meal with us, actually. Right. Um, and April was like, I just want to let you know that you two are liars because, Taylor, you are really, really bad at time management, and here's why. And Cameron, I was like, wow, we are getting our asses red right now. Yeah. And I was like, you know, people would enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I think so. So what is my said? I don't know. Wow. I'm probably stupid to that I said to boys on, gr- or on twi- Tinder as you. Oh. That was pretty good. I liked it. I don't know. You said you're just, like, weird. I'm just weird. <laughs> I think so. In okay. a good way. Well, that's good. No, I think it's good to just do the one that, you know, me taking over your life slowly but surely. I should write a Lifetime movie about this. <gasps> wow. This is going to be my breakout. Wow. Next book. Here we go. That's it. We're on. All right. We're well, on it. Catch you on the flip side. Yeah, I think that it's going to be pretty flippy. Speaking of flipping... No, no, we're not. We're not flipping. Okay. Bye. Bye.